Sex. It's not that deep. Everything love, lust and life. Sex. We talk about it so you can get better at it. We can all get better at it and maybe feel a bit happier in the process. It's not that deep. Or is it? Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Sex, It's Not That Deep. I'm Rebecca and I'm here with my good friends Fran and Andy and today we're talking all about sex toys. This is our episode called Sex Toy Stories. So what would you say is our group experience of sex toys? Not particularly as a group, but I mean, I'm quite vanilla in terms of my sex toy exposure. How do you feel? I don't think we're huge sex toy users, are we? I wouldn't say we're uh, particularly uh, got a big armory behind us. Um, but then I suppose we've been places where we've seen a lot, so it's not like we're totally vanilla in that respect. But yeah, not huge, huge amounts of experience. Do you think there's a reason that you aren't a big, big users of sex toys, or is it just not come up? Lack of exposure, I think. I mean, we only just got a rabbit recently, didn't we? It's what about a year well, you ago? You did, yeah. She immediately became my favourite thing, but... Yeah, the children, dogs, <laughs> all discarded. <laughs> we don't see Fran anymore. But we haven't even tried, like, a wand or anything like that, which is sort of one of the key ones, isn't it, at the minute? But so it's really interesting that you said lack of exposure, right? Because this in to research for this episode, I did a, a hefty look into what what sex toys there were and what existed. And I go onto these websites and I'm seeing all these honestly random names of things I've never heard of and I'm like what what is it what do you do with it and then I look on the usage guide and it really does not explain so I'm still left with the names of things and I don't actually know what they do because even the websites of these sex toys themselves do not say how to use them because it's too scary talking about sex in public <laughs> so lack of exposure I think a hundred percent if I knew how to use a lot of them, I'd be like, yeah, let's get them. But I have no idea. This is where Love Honey's quite good, actually, because they have quite a lot of reviews where people say about using things and what they found to be good and what they didn't, which I found quite handy when we're looking for us. I think that's true of anything, especially anything you buy online now. Often the reviews from people are usually the most insightful, but often the most entertaining <laughs> yeah. way of discovering about reviews. products. That's a good it? idea. I should have looked at that, seen the people's side of things. Because we we've looked we we looked on um on a toy website recently, didn't we? Adult toy website, and there was a lot of reviews on there, and some of them are really detailed. Like some people are obviously probably getting a sexual kick out of typing up everything they did with their <laughs> rubber fist with their partner last night, <laughs> and some people are quite funny with it, and and will be quite anecdotal about things they've done and how it's enhanced. Stuff. So I've we certainly found that quite fun, and also. It was quite entertaining and insightful as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think um, your experience with a sex toy is kind of like guided by what your expectations are as well out of it. Mm. And I think that does help, that having that there to sort of hype you up into, oh, we could try this, is really handy. Especially because so many of them now are so sort of discreet and... and different looking you know, there's an awful lot of things now that look completely different to back in back in the day you know when they were d- just all just cocks really don't they <laughs> all variations on a theme and now there's so many fluid shapes especially more aimed at women 
a lot of nice fluid shape things that are a lot more attractive but you also when given that like is is that a sex toy or is that you know some kind of piece of plumbing or something you know it's and what do you do with that um i stole someone's sex toy at a sex club didn't i and tried it. It was uh, one of the clit suckers. I've never used one before. Didn't know how to use it. And it took me... Well, I spent 10 minutes trying to turn it off and then just gave up and just sort of left it on the bed. I was like... I, I it reminded know. me of my dad... I just sort of handed it back to her. She was sort of busy with someone else and I was like... Yeah. It reminded me of my dad when I was Christmas and I was like 10 years old trying to set my PlayStation up on Christmas morning. It just baffled. I, I, just, no I don't know it. how to use this. Yeah. Don't know what I'm doing. I'm just pressing buttons. And it was just doing things. <laughs> like I can't deal with this. So yeah, instruction manual was would have been handy for me at that point, but that that's that's the point, isn't it? That um, they they are so different now to to back when we first started having sex that they're so much more interesting, but also there's a bit more of a learning curve. Yeah, and there's so many different types of sex toys. This is what blows my mind because if particularly if you're like, oh, I want to I want to get a sex toy for myself. I don't know what I want to get because I don't know what works for me, but they're all so expensive. Whatever I get must has to work. A bit of an investment, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It's a big investment, isn't it? Because a lot of them, I mean, there's variable prices, but some of the more popular ones are quite expensive. And you, know, you can't return it. If you've opened it and tried it, you can't send nope. that back. Sell it on market. You can't. <laughs> oh, God. I'm <laughs> sure people have tried. Um, so you've got to make sure you get the right thing, haven't you? Because it's a big investment to make. And also... You know, you've you've got to make sure that um, it works for you and your partner as well, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure there's a lot of examples where people have bought something and it's been a little bit of um, intimidating for their partner, especially you know men who are hung up on size and things like that. Yeah, it see, I've a, heard this quite a bit about. There's been a lot of this discussion in the women's groups that I'm in, where okay. I I want to try these sex toys, but um, I'm worried that my partner's going to think that that they're not enough. And that, you know, I'm worried that, that it's going to take away from our sex life rather than adding to. And I think that's a barrier for a lot of people. Yeah. Not really for us. I don't think we really had that at all. But for us, it's more like, well, are we going to get, effectively, are we going to get value for money? It's a really middle-aged way of looking at sex toys. But we are, are we going to get value for money out of it? Because we we use ourselves quite yeah. happily. And so... You don't need it. Yeah. It's like, it's as a, a bonus. luxury. Yeah. yeah. And you want it to be worth that. But actually, everything that we've done recently has really added, I think. Oh, yeah, it's all about having the right thing, isn't it? It's like any job, you've got to have the right tool for it. Yeah. You think you think of most kitchens. Most kitchens have probably got them little weird little garlic crusher things. But probably, you're never going to use it. I've never used ours in the 10 years we've owned it. I was really Do wondering you, where that was going. <laughs> obviously, yeah. But you've, you've, you know, you, you've got to make sure you get the right thing. And yeah. that, I think that's where reviews can help, if you're buying online especially. I think if you... Look at the reviews that people have placed on there. Actual people have bought it and used it. You're probably going to get a much more insightful look at whether it's right for you. But in the same time, if we go back to the garlic crush analogy, you're not going to want to spend several hundred pounds on one if you're going to use it once every ten years. Yeah. Mm. Or so if you don't know if it's if it's right for you. Or if you yeah, you're going to use it once and think, mm, it's not really for me. Definitely a question for me is... I don't need, like you said, like, I don't need that much extra. I don't want any crazy extra simulation because it would just be way too much. So how do I know that if I get something, it's not going to be too intense? I'm going to be like, oh, I can never use that again because I was just, it was just way too much too soon. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, how do you, how do you gauge that? How I think that's, you... that's the thing. Though. This is where it, you've got to be careful because it can add up because there's, 
it's like anything. There's entry level priced stuff, isn't there? There's mm. there's cheaper toys available, but if you then buy the cheaper one and you're like, oh, this is really good, you've then got to outlay probably twice as much again to get the one that's probably right for you. But equally, if you buy the cheaper one, they're not as good, and mm. maybe all the things that people are raving about are because the expensive ones do really nice things and they are much better. And if it, you know, it's just like buying buy cheap and you don't even get half the level of pleasure as you would from from a a better quality one i think you're the the toy i got you recently the the rabbit which has got all sorts of uh settings on it that's been like brilliant for you you love it don't you and Mm. i've never had one before and i think that shows that there is maybe there isn't it is worth investing that little bit more and getting the the better one yeah because it does slightly sound like a tractor when it's it does a little yeah (laughs) yeah that's kind of that's mostly the thing with the more expensive ones is that they're quieter. And yeah. If you've got kids, that's kind of an important thing because um, you can only really use it at certain times. Less than a fifth of British women feel satisfied with their sex life. Wow, that's so that's so high. How many women don't feel satisfied? A survey found that women are the most likely to use a sex toy, whilst only one in eight men would admit to owning a sex toy. That was in the UK. The most surprising results of uh, one survey found that those aged between 45 to 54 year old, years old confessed to owning the most sex toys, with 8% of people who fell into this age bracket admitting to owning five or more sex toys. Vibrators came first, no pun intended, as the number one sex toy of choice. Uh, in the US, about 50% of all males have at some point of time used a sex toy. And this interests me because... <laughs> You don't. I don't think of men as using sex toys. It just, it just doesn't doesn't connect in my brain. But obviously they do. But, but obviously from the stats, neither do men sometimes. Think about yeah, yeah. Think about. I, I doesn't surprise me when you say that a lot because <laughs> the word you use wasn't that men use them, but wouldn't admit to owning owning them. That yeah. doesn't surprise me because I think it is a little bit of a new concept in many ways. Yeah. Because, you know, it's only a recent thing where we've bought something for me to... And it's a little bit try. taboo. And that's I partly think. through jealousy, because you've got loads of things. And I was like, I want something. <laughs> I, see, I saw a snippet of a podcast the other day with... And a woman was talking to her partner about... She's like, you used to have a flashlight. Uh. And like, whereas if you'd said that to a woman, it'd be like, yeah, I, I own a sex toy. It's totally normal. It's absolutely yeah. fine. Whereas it is, it's still that taboo around men having sex toys... Whereas I think that's because it's seen as such a feminine thing, isn't it? You say to any, you do a word association game with anyone, say sex toy, they'll draw a dildo, won't they? Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, or have I better? But maybe also because it's a different thing, that, you know, a, a flashlight is a physical thing rather than a mechanical thing. Whereas most female aimed sex toys are quite mechanical. Yeah. You know, they give you some kind of pleasure. You're so behind the times. I've, I've looked at this recently. There's, there's proper mechanical. It's basically an inverted yeah. rabbit for men now. It's mm. like a flashlight, but it looks like it looks like some sort of futuristic gun in a sci-fi <laughs> film. Yeah. But it does the whole job. If I was yeah, a man, I'd get a flashlight. I think it's genius. I think it's such a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah. I think, and they're well designed and well thought through. And I think this is something that I noticed when we started looking at sex toys is that actually designers really lagged for years. Why were they all pink or black or natural colours? You know, like really bright 
disgusting pink. Yeah. What what happened to colours that people wanted in their life, you know? Yeah. And only recently have they started coming out in reasonable colours and reasonable looking. And I was saying about not just looking like a cock, just having flowing shapes and nice things. It's only been a very recent thing. It's sort of the last five years or so, not even that, I think, where things have started to change. Yeah. We've been stuck in the 80s with them for quite a long time. It's, yeah, it's took a long time for it to catch up. People want everything to look nice now, not just be functional, to look nice. And but function as well as being behind. I mean, the wonder's only been out not that long, and I mean that's a, a fairly obvious function if you think about it. Just it's just a form of vibrator, but done better. We've been stuck with quite crappy vibrators for quite a while. We've used dildos, and they've got a lot better recently in humanity. For like thousands of years, I've actually seen um, an archaeological site where there were dildos made out of rock that they've yeah, like yeah. carved. I was like, brilliant! That's so great. Like it's always been, it's always been a thing, and we haven't yeah. actually really come on all that much. Is that like the ultimate for you, being a you know, from geologist. your education, a geologist, a dildo <laughs> made out of rock? Is that like the most satisfying thing ever? Because you've told me stories about licking cliff faces. Oh, to tell what type of rock it is, this is like another level, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, my favourite is a glass dildo. My my favourite one. I just find I find them. They're very simple, but they're easy to keep clean, and you can they change temperature. Yeah, I've you're got using them, and I like that. A friend who runs a business where they she sells crystal ones, crystal dildos, crystal ones, crystal yoni eggs and yoni ones. That's what they're called in the fancy crystal world. So, and that's very, very popular. Um, so, more stats for you. Europe is beating America in terms of purchasing power of sex toys. So, some surveys are showing that as high as 70% of men and women in Italy, for example, um, will have at some point used a sex toy. I think they're probably more comfortable with it. Sexuality in Italy is is so relaxed um, from, from what I've seen anyway. Uh, the market really is about couples. 70% of Love Honey customers consider themselves to be in a long-term relationship. The global sex toy market is expected to grow steadily between 2019 to 2026, from approximately 27 billion US dollars to around 52 billion US dollars. Which just goes to say then that actually, you know, the whole embarrassment about will my partner think I'm replacing them? Well, actually, it's quite important in a couple's relationship. I think we've added things to our our sex with with toys it's like anything in life you you add something to enhance enhance it then it's how can it be about so it's not on, it's not on every time i think everyone there's a real thing about sex you know this is the way sex follows the pattern sex follows we keep talking about that that, that that's what becomes boring yeah and so this is something this is a different way a completely different way we'll have sex this way this time and this way on a different, different you're right because since since we got changing the menu rabbit as well it's it's made us think differently about it, rather than sex always has to be P and a V, and then you're finished. Well, we don't even bother with that sense, and just do different things now. Before that point, we were looking for stuff to add to us whilst we were having sex, weren't we? The sort of beads and things like that to sort of add in. But there's only so much you can add in, and that's, I think there's only so much you can add before you start taking away as well. That's it, isn't it? Are you going to oversensitise? Yeah. And are you going to then lose sensa- sensation and going to need more each time you have sex? I guess that's a concern for me if I have too much because I'm already very sensitive. 
is that going to be a problem long term? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. and that was, that was something I was reading. It was a question a woman was saying that I can't, I can orgasm really easily on my own, but I can't orgasm as easily with my partner. Have I sort of done damage to our relationship? Well, no, but maybe that's just, that's the way you're physically now sort of, I'm saying a bit kind of like Pavlov's dog, you're, you're sort of pre-programmed now to find that thing that's easy for you. You just add it in. Yeah. Add it into your sex life. I think attitudes are definitely changing. And we, we were in America recently on holiday and just in Target, which is you know, like Wilco's in the UK, isn't it? And like you'd have in the UK, in a supermarket, you've got the sexual health section, haven't you, where you've got condoms and lube and you might have things now like... Um, Cock rings and that yeah. sort of thing. Really subtle little things, though. But in America, which I'd always in my mind thought a, a little bit more sexually repressed than we are, they've got a full range of sex toys there. And it is just effectively like a supermarket. And they've just got a ra- full range of them out on the shelf to grab, literally. <laughs> anyone. And, it, and I thought that was quite refreshing to see. Yeah. No, I think great. we're probably a bit more uptight mm. about things. British... Brits pretend sex doesn't exist, I think, a lot of the time, particularly when it comes to sex toys. Like, it's always, oh, you know, hide that drawer and, you know, you need to go upstairs and make sure nobody goes in the room in case they find anything. Whereas, like, now I'm like, oh, look, there's a dildo. Oh, no. (laughs) I've I've got a story to tell you. So when I was on work experience as a kid, I um, got placed at a local estate agent. And we, I had to go out with the guy once to measure up this big house in the middle of the countryside. And it was just a lady living on her own. She's probably in her 50s, 60s, something like that. And we had to go and measure up all the rooms in this house. And he said, you're going to do all the upstairs rooms. So I'm there measuring all these rooms. And I walked into one of the bedrooms, presumably her main bedroom. And on the work, on the sideboard on the side was the biggest rubber dildo I've ever seen, or the big suction cup. And I remember I noticed it because I bumped into the cabinet and it started waving. Oh. And yeah, that's when I was like, clapped my eyes and I was like, oh my God. And I was only 15 at that age, 16. That was like my first time I'd ever seen this. And I was like, fucking hell, because it was as big as my arm. Wow. And I remember coming downstairs and she was talking to me and I just couldn't look her in the eye. I was like, oh my God. What a legend. Mm. Never, <laughs> never left me that thought. <laughs> I've got a list of different types of sex toys from my research which this was a learning experience for me and I still don't know what some of them are so feel free to chip in so finger vibrators which is fairly self-explanatory thrusting dildos so dildos now come in lots of different categories and these are ones that are like electric and they're just yeah the the rabbits do to a degree okay not not like fully some of them do more than others but yeah they do a bit uh, the rabbit is one there. Strap-ons. Vibrating panties. This is so exciting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we keep talking about those and we've never actually got around to trying them. Is that like, do you have like a machine? You in can your have, you've got like an app on your phone. So you can be out in public in a restaurant. And then I could be sat there with the app. And I've seen, I've seen it where, you, we've not got one, but I've seen it where you can just literally change the intensity of it just on the phone. So is it is it something inside pants? Yeah, it's not actually yeah, the pants so. themselves. No, no, it's just something inside. in them. Okay, um, double-ended dildos, cock cages. I had never heard of these before. Have you not? I've seen them. Explain cock cages to me. Um, 
So it's, it's a chastity device, basically. It's just a male chastity device and goes round. Well, generally when they're flaccid. So they're quite enormous. We've seen them when we've been at Torture Garden. Because you've got a lot of domination, sub-relationships there. Um, mostly, well, not 50-50 really, but this obviously is where you've got the female is the dominant one. And, you know, it's just a, a denial, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't think, I don't, I don't know, I'm not sure on this, but I don't think you can get an erection in it because it's so small and oh, really? And it's just a power thing, isn't it? Okay. Uh, hands-free remote control vibrators, which I think we talked about. Penis rings, which is the same as cock rings, uh, nipple clamps, butt plugs, jiggle balls. This is one I, I don't understand. This is another one that Love Honey didn't actually explain what it was for. Ah, right. So we've we've they're similar to love eggs as well, I think. Um the little weighted balls that you put inside you and then as you move they bang inside the inside the ball itself oh. and create vibrations. Um they're pretty good, but also they make you really, really wet. But I think they're basically the same as the Kegel ones from for pelvic floor as well. So because yeah. they sit on your pelvic floor and you have to kind of clench around them. But I think that might do some good. You know, you're saying previously about um, in a previous episode about how you need uh, stimulation in order for your pelvic floor to sort of relax enough for yeah. sex. I think it's quite good for that. I think you end up sort of the sort of tension is released, and especially if you're sort of tense in sex as well. I think. Pretty good for that too. Yeah, that sort of help with that kind of tension. Well, I remember you used to have a set of those, didn't you? I had a couple of sets. I had a set that was like hairy. Um, it had like little furry bits on the outside, and it yeah. So the problem with that I'm is seen as a pair of kiwi fruits. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like that. And when you put them inside, it's just like it's all grasp onto your body. It was a bit weird. Wow, but the smooth ones are better. I, rem- I remember you had the smooth ones. Yeah, and it's a long time ago. But I remember you wearing them from like the. The benefit that they give your pelvic floor, but yeah, because if you I remember the while, benefit later in the evening was great. <laughs> yeah, because they kind of get you in the mood. Yeah, that's the thing. They're supposed to the weight. You're supposed to use heavier and heavier ones. To yeah, t- kind of tighten your pelvic floor. See, I have Kegel weights for my pelvic it's floor. A similar thing, but they are I, they are not. They don't make me feel good. They make me feel sweaty and like sweaty. Yeah, it's hard work. I'm trying to be like the lady who can lift the baked beans with her vagina. I want to. That's my aim. I think maybe. It's <laughs> A little bit further than than the jiggle balls are capable of. Um, a vibrating saddle. Now, this one really interested me. Um, it's very, very expensive. I think it's like a branded, a specific brand that does this. Yeah, I've seen these on porn before. They're called a Sibian, I think uh, it is. Yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, they, they, um, they, I think that'd really be up my street, but just it's extortionate. Do you know they what I mean? sort of get added into extra furniture as well. There's a lot of furniture that they, uh, they yeah. sort of, you can sort of add it in as part of it, like horses and things. Yeah, I, sort of I've never them. had a female orgasm, but they look amazing. If I was a woman, I'd buy one. Everyone needs to sell a car seems and buy one. <laughs> seems to be quite keen on them. I don't think they look particularly attractive, if I'm honest. Yeah, where would you keep them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, this is uh, a is huge seat for no reason. Just keep it in my house. Grandma, don't sit there. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think they're, it's another one of those things where, Sex furniture is really unattractive. It's another one of those. Yeah. It's one of my pet hates. Um, suction toys. Obviously, Fran, you have experience of these. See, this, I think, would freak me out so much. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's going to swallow me. But it's only small. I don't know. And I wasn't all that great at using it, to be honest. It wasn't mine. So I was, But yeah, they were pretty good. And they just sort of, 
the feeling is really nice. It's a pulse, and you can just change the pulses on them. See, I think I'd just get really paranoid. They would like hoover up my clit. Like I think I'd be really worried. Oh, I'm quite clip based, so and a lot of women are quite clip based. I think it's they've become really really popular for that reason. Yeah, they are really good. I know they're popular. I just don't know if they're for me. I think that I'd be too afraid. That's the trouble, is you can't really try before you buy I know. You? you need, like, samples, please. Well, like the Apple it's Store, where you can go in and play with everything first. <laughs> yeah, and can, can you imagine? Yeah. It's one that everyone's used. Imagine the queue around, be around the corner, <laughs> wouldn't it, to get in? Love, honey, pop-up store. <laughs> can you imagine the, the, but the thought, the cleanliness thought of it as well? Oh. <laughs> um, eggs. Ew. Right, so... Yoni eggs, as I've, I've talked briefly about, there's these ones, which, again, just didn't make any sense to me, and there's no description of what they're for. They're like these eggs that have a male pleasure sleeve inside them. Yeah, I know, confused, as confused as you look right now. It, this is what I mean. I just wish they had better explanations. What, are they large enough to be used they like look a... like eggs, and then I think you sort of slide the egg bit off. And then use the sleeve underneath. Right, that makes more sense. If it, we've because we've they got look a sleeve, really cool, but it doesn't really feel like something that would fit inside a egg. It's quite big; they're kind of beer can size. Yeah. So I mean, it would be an ostrich egg. Yeah. If you were going to be using it like that, <laughs> um, so maybe we've got the wrong end of the stick there. No, I don't know. They're called eggs, and then it's just really this is. I was there for a while trying to figure out what they were. This is what I mean. No one explains it. It's like it's the secret. So it's not the eggs that you put aside and they vibrate. Because um, you can get those ones with with a vibrator as well. I don't know. I'm struggling because all I can see in my mind is a special edition flashlight, but it's actually an ostrich egg. <laughs> I'm really struggling. <laughs> no, if it doesn't exist, it does. If that doesn't exist, we're making it. I think that sounds brilliant. It's basically an adult Easter egg. Oh, my God. Yeah. Happy Easter. <laughs> they had they had special ones with like patterns on them and everything like snowflakes and I was like oh, this is very PG looking for something not very PG. No, I'm googling and seeing it's finished. <laughs> uh, crystal eggs and ones which I've talked about bondage kits. See, people I don't think would think of these as toys, but this for me is way more my level. Is things like handcuffs, blindfolds, gag whips, flogger, um, feathers for me, chains, all of that I was kind of stuff. Going to say feathers. I remember feathers. you saying you're into feathers. Oh, yeah. You can't really just buy feathers, though. Like, people don't... I don't, I don't think it's a thing. Like, I tried to get one off, off Sheen, and I was like, oh, it's like a whole masquerade You can get feather ones, though. They're, like, effectively like a duster. But oh, yeah. They're like sensory overload if you're going Dunelm. <laughs> feathers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. <laughs> don't mind me, everyone. So this, is, this is a really big category, I think, and it's kind of one that people find scariest, isn't it? This is one that we've got a lot of experience with. I think it's when we've got a lot of experiences, and not so we're not massively into it. But in some respects, so like whips, there's so many different types of whip. Yeah, depending on what kind of feeling you want. So you've got floggers with loads and loads of different tails, so that's quite a sort of softer feeling. Whereas if you've got a whip, a traditional whip, that's pretty harsh. Mm. Not really into them. I've got whipped by one recently, and I was like, ah, good, thanks. Um, and you can also get floggers with harsher things like chains on them or like um, bits of kind of plasticky tails so that they're they're harsher individually yeah but the whole thing's not completely as harsh there's a lot of different things isn't there i think they're more in the consciousness of people now after 50 shades yeah become popularized doesn't it i think you've got to kind of know what you're getting into with them because like i said they've got different sensations 
and people just see whip, let's buy a whip, let's try a whip. But that's like pretty hardcore. Yeah. And that actually, well, that's it. You want to work your way up to those things. It's oh, I've seen it on Fifty Shades, so therefore I feel like I should like it because isn't that what guys find attractive? Whereas I'm like, I have tried the pain stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I actually don't like it. There's a point where I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, stop pulling my hair. It hurts. Yeah. Um, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. You know, whereas things like the floggers with the soft leather ends and stuff like that, I just like soft textures. I don't know. It's weird. But that kind of stuff, I'm like, yeah, I could. That sort of tickly pain, again, is much, much nicer than that hard smack. And if it's a hard smack, a hand is a much better, softer kind of thing. Yeah. You've really got to know what you're into with that. And I think, like I said, just going in too hard and too fast with that kind of thing is, is well, I think that's probably the thing with sex anyway. Too hard, too fast is generally going to hurt in not in a good way. I think that's a really good example because we were saying before about not rushing in and buying the wrong thing because it's A, expensive, and B, you might not get what you want from it and therefore you, you end up missing out on something that could be really good for you. But you said there about just use a hand. You know, before you go off and buy the big full BDSM kit and start turning the spare bedroom into a dungeon, just, <laughs> like you say, start with a slap and progressively do that a little bit firmer and a little bit firmer. And then if it's for you, you can find out. But just use things you've got as well. There's no point rushing in and getting the wrong thing. Yeah. Use a belt or a tyre or whatever and just use that. Did you just say a tyre? <laughs> Not a tyre. It might come across as tyre. I meant a tie. Do you remember men used to wear them in like pre nineties? Men used to wear ties. I thought you said tire as well. Though, <laughs> I was like, Fuck me, we're going cross fit with this. Cut it in half. You've got half, most of the Sibian, haven't you? <laughs> I just had real visions. Of this. this is getting a bit serious. <laughs> but equally, some sort of mechanic fetish you might have. I'll put some overalls on and bring. Equally, things like chains and things. I mean, rather than buying sexy ones that are very expensive, try hobby ones. You know, DIY stores. Feel what it feels like, and then and then try. I started for sexy stuff, collecting textures. Right, since I've discovered my feather thing, one of my bags broke, and I was like, I can't use it anymore. But it had a chain handle, and I was like, Oh, I can use it anymore. So that's now in my sex drawer. Is my chain, which is just from my hand. Again, the feeling, the coldness of them, it adds a nice sensation. But it is like Andy said, there's ways to improvise. I I feel like this is something I'm good at. Then you sort of get to know what you might like and then that sort of informs how you buy things because like for instance i'm not really into pain with things it unintentional pain i think so like handcuffs i'm like i want fluffy ones because i want to be comfortable yeah <laughs> whilst being whilst being restrained i'm like i don't want to be uncomfortable silk eye covers and all that kind of stuff yeah the sensation the feel of it yeah again is another part of that We've tried. You went. You were talking about uh, nipple clamps. That's a big thing for me. I really like them. We've okay. got like three pairs, um, and I really like them. So that's another one of those sort of. So that's not too painful for you. I no. I'm quite. So we used to use my hair clips, and my hair clips are oh. really quite hefty, clunky ones. And I was like, how much can I deal with pain wise? And sort of worked up, and I realised actually I can deal with them quite. Strong. You can deal with like a level ten. Yeah. And you you went after mine once, and you didn't even get them on, and I was screaming. Yeah, you know, like um, yeah, like the bobby pins yeah. type hair grips as well. I can deal with that. They're really hard and really sharp. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so when, when I went to buying them, and I was like, right, I know what I want. But equally, they've got some really chunky ones without... Um, you want to have that kind of sleeve on them so that it's not tearing your flesh, basically. Yeah. Because I've got one that had sleeves off. The sleeves fell off, but I'll, I'll keep going. You know, I can deal with 
a bit of pain there. No, apparently. There comes so a point. crocodile clips she used in sciences. Yeah, they were a bit strong. Yeah, so they do They do have to have sleeves. Yeah, but so there's lots of different types. Because there's a sort of clamp, which is, you can either, you, you can tighten as you want to. So you can get a, a level where you're not so strong and you can sort of find your level. Yeah. Or if it's a clip, then you've that's on or off. So you've got to be able to deal with quite a lot. And then we've got one that's a little bit, it's like two pins and then you sort of, it's the sort of elastic banded together basically. And you can t- rub the elastic band further up the clip if you want more tension. Wow. So you can sort of give you the different so levels. Much I didn't you've, know. you've got a decorative set as well, haven't you? Which you could wear at a set school or something. Obviously, you wouldn't wear it out to Tesco. But it's like they're joined by like a gold chain and sort of dangles down, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Also, the back pulls and it moves if you, as you're having sex, it moves with you. Yeah. So that's that's quite a nice feeling as well. well this, see, this is definitely not for me. It, I can feel my nipples clenching with the stress of how much this would hurt me. But I'm glad that it works for you. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, we've tried a lot of these sorts of things. I was going to say, let's talk about where we've had to improvise and homemade sex toys because <laughs> definitely. A topic that we can talk about. I went through a period when I was younger. Um, we so we used to have a game. My boyfriend, I had. He was quite young at the time, uh, probably seventeen or so. And we used to have a game where we used to use um, reef bottles. Um, they were ribbed at the top. Um, so we used to put a reef bottle inside me, fill me up, and then he would drink it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So Just ease into this, this conversation <laughs> gently, friend. <laughs> I know. Christ. I was really in. It was really into it because it was like a cheaper way of doing things. No, we've never it. tried that. No, have we not? We haven't. Not yet. Well, yeah. I'll be up for that because when I was in my adolescence, reef was like my favourite drink ex- in the pub. Doesn't exist anymore though. Maybe not. See, I'm. I would just put condoms on everything. That was definitely my thing. Vegetables, toothbrushes, <laughs> cosmetics bottles. <laughs> yeah, cosmetics bottles deodorants anything that's got a cool shape on it the lube bottles i don't know if you've noticed but some of the durex lube bottles are actually shaped to fit like, oh yeah probably they're like wink wink we're not a sex toy don't use this as a sex toy wink wink <laughs> and then just a homemade lube in general which has been a downfall actually for me from from the beginning really homemade lube. homemade lube you know oh that can be used as lube uh, no, that's a bacterial infection in a cup, basically. I've never even considered <laughs> We've it. We've never really improvised lube, have we? No. It seems like it's readily available. Yeah, but it's expensive. It's like seven ninety nine for a bottle of lube, whereas other things are oh, free. So, any success stories with improvised lube? Right, so coconut oil works well unless you use condoms and then you need plan B the next day. So, just that's the best <laughs> But oh, really? It, yeah, it's uh, oil-based, so it, it tears condoms. Yeah, I read all, I read everything up about that, and I still I've, did I've it. I've never tried improvising. I feel like that's an area I don't want to fuck things up with. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Apart from with shoving <laughs> alcoholic drinks, apparently. Um, did you get drunk from it? No. Yeah. And then we've tried. I mean, we've tried fruit and things, ice pops as well. That's quite a nice sensation. Yes, I like ice. Um. Glass bottles, I've got a bit. I used to have a bit. I had a bit of a phase of that. Yeah. Again, it's the glass thing. It is. (laughs) This shows that the difference is that most 
objects around the house. There's lots of phallic shaped objects. <laughs> yeah. There isn't many inviting objects for the How gentleman. Many have, you, have you used? Thinking back, because obviously this is more when you're younger and sort of discovering yourself that I can't really think of too much, really. Your boundaries are lower, I think, when you're younger. Oh, yeah. And you, well. you're like, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. I'll just try this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I will admit, I when I was, I don't know, 18, 19, where I lived my hometown, there was a really dodgy sex shop. It's the sort of place where you'd, you'd walk past it and be like, I'm going to get mugged around here. I mean, it looked rough. Mm-hmm. And I went in there once in a, I don't know, probably really horny because I was 18. And I went in there and I bought a, a male sex toy. Right? But it was the equivalent now. When you look at how sleek toys are now, and you know, for male you can get like sleeves for men now. I don't know why I'm gesticulating. Um, but you can get the sleeves, can't you? And they look really sleek and st- stylish and functional now this was like the equivalent of like a 1980s mobile phone you know and they were bricks <laughs> and it was useless it was absolutely useless. it was like a latex it was an early version of a flashlight but it was absolutely terrible see i just think of american pie when i think of male sex toys mm. you, you know like oh the, the socks and the, the pie and all of that kind of stuff like that is my knowledge that is my range of knowledge as to how men get themselves off. I guess they've got hands, so they don't need anything else. With women, it's a little bit more complicated. That's the thing. I'm sure many men would agree. I've got short arms as well. so <laughs> Your hand, hands feel great, yeah. honestly. Because you practice it for years, you get really good at it, and you know what works. And, then and I think that's why probably it's, it's, it's easier maybe for a man to replicate the feel of what feels good for them using their hands because you know you can make it the same shape as a woman effectively whereas you've obviously as a woman you can't really replicate things as easily without no. you can't improvising. make a dick with your hands it just not work. easily no not, again short arms can't <laughs> reach, can't reach. <laughs> no. so nails as well nails i didn't have such nails a problem until I, I was quite quite recently to i honest. used to i used to always have acrylics like long spiky acrylics and it was just like there's no way there's no way i'd go anywhere down there with nails like that and yeah then you really have to improvise which is why i'm like i'm a saddle gal i'm not really a hands-on i'm a anything else but yeah no i get that i, I keep my middle finger which is the one it's my, my diddling finger as we call it <laughs> to try and keep that short enough we just I discovered um when we started going to sex clubs and I tried to finger another girl and I was like, Oh my god, I'm probably just destroying Jean Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. So I was like, my nails are really long and I was like, That's probably not great. You've got to be really quite aware of how long they are. But when I was younger I, I chewed my nails until I was about thirty something. So it wasn't really an issue for me. But I was very sexual as as a teenager and so pretty much everything in my house that could be used was. Mm. Like um, the screwdrivers have very shaped handles. They do. They as do. long as they're clean. Uh, I had a shower head. We'd ha- we'd had our shower head replaced, so it wasn't even on the shower. So I was like, right, that looks useful, and <laughs> secreted <laughs> it off. <laughs> so I tried both ends of that. Um, because why not? It's available. Uh, fruit. Oh yes, I'm with you on the fruit train. But then also, the, I used to have a bit of a thing about. What can I fit? Sort of thing. <laughs> sort of view it like a bit of a challenge. Ostrich egg? I don't, yeah, maybe not that far. I don't know if you ever got... W- went like that, like... 
I mean, you just sort of size things up and like, would that fit? Yeah, I was more... Like, a challenge. I was more, what won't break? I, this, like I said, going through that glass phase, bit risky, yeah. Bit, yeah. bit of a dangerous experience. But I was like, I'll be fine. It'll be fine. Then you see sort of Grey's Anatomy episodes where they've got, you know, half a vodka bottle up their vagina. And I'm like, well, it could have been me. <laughs> I never really thought about that because I've never really been rough with things. And I think internally you're not exactly full of anything that should smash things. I was more worried about losing things because I used to use sometimes quite short things. And mm. quite aware of, there is a bit of suction. There is, on, yeah. And things get whipped out of your hands a bit and I'm like, oh shit, I've lost something. But I've never actually fully, actually lost something. So you said that your, <clears throat> is it your favourite sex toy is the rabbit, would you say? Yeah, probably. What the glass still do? Because it's simple. Yeah. I quite like that. And Which one did you use last? The rabbit. And the ten times before that? <laughs> there you go, there's your answer. I'm quite a fan of beads as well. I like that feeling when we, so that we can have sort of, both because you can feel it inside if if you have anal beads you can sort of feel it like inside mm. yeah, so we like that with sex as well yeah um what's your favorite andy what for me yeah well there's so few options it's only recently that we but i think it's only because we you were buying something that i bought that sleeve thing which you've used on me as well and it's really good so that but We've had issues where it started to break already, haven't we? After mm. only a few uses, it started to rip and tear. So maybe again, no, mate, that was this cheap one. Maybe we need to make a better investment. Maybe, but again, I think that I maybe did see shows. something on TikTok recently. Right, it was called a prison flashlight. Right, how to make a prison flashlight? Um, and it was basically a Pringles tube, a couple of sponges. You know, like um, sponges you do the washing up with. Yeah. Um, a rubber glove, and you just sort of assemble it all together and you've created a prison flashlight. I think you should feed that, actually. I mean, it's A for effort, but... <laughs> In case you need it. Yeah. Yeah, but you're saying about it durability-wise. I, th- I don't think, think it'd last very long. No, I, no, I mean about the one that you've, we've got. That maybe there is a little less care aimed at men and sex toys for men. Mm. That maybe it's it's a newer thing. And... That there's been a lot less of it. I mean, we, like you said, we've had dildos for thousands of years. The flashlights have only really been around like 10, 15 years, properly. Yeah, probably. Also, we think. I mean, obviously. Could have made one out of things, a, Yeah. I'm sure people things have. Will have existed. Bees nest or something. For a long time. Well, there's. Um, was it Louis the Sixteenth or Louis the Fourteenth? I think it was the Sixteenth, probably. He had a specialist chair made so he could have. Um, Various position sex as well, so it's something sex furniture, especially, has been yeah. in existence for a long time as well. Also, and something I didn't know about till I met you. <laughs> well, you know, I was like, ah, oh, I have no idea that exists, but I love it and I want it. Do you know There's I mean? so many different types of it as well. You move into so many different clubs and they've got completely different things. Mm. But then I've still, it's just my real pet hate again. There's dildos in pink and. Sex furniture in black or bright red, like that doesn't fit in a house. Yeah, yeah. I needed something that looked less scary when I first. Yeah, started it is. It's quite hardcore and scary and big, chunky, heavy stuff. Yeah. Like, what if you could have something that would just fit in your house and looked like normal furniture? I mean, I don't have bright red furniture, and I doubt anyone else generally 
Well, something that really could does. actually act as normal furniture. Yeah. Through the day, it's but then multi-use. You know, twist it over or whatever at night, then it can become something more. Well, the same thing about like storage of sex toys. I mean, they're so there's such a lot to them. When 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 they arrive, you know, especially they arrive in these bright packets that really, I mean, they're discreetly boxed. But then as soon as you get it out, all the packaging. What do you do with that packaging? It goes in the bin. But I mean, we share bins with five people, none of whom we want to know what what's in our bin. <laughs> Heaven forbid they listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and there, it's always like that frustration packaging, isn't it? As well, you know, the stuff that you have to cut with scissors. It's never like simple, is it? Mm. Never stuff that you can get rid of. And then the products themselves are difficult to to hide. You know, there's, it's like they're almost designed that to... Be, you're right, actually. It does come in that blister packaging where you have to have scissors to open it. Imagine frustrating. You've been waiting for your new sex toy to turn up. You haven't got any scissors. You grab it, you think, I've got ten minutes till <laughs> everyone else gets home and you can't find the scissors. Oh, God, nightmare. But equally, once it's out of the packaging, it's, it's like, hard to hide. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got a basket on the top shelf, but it's not really a... It's not really a great solution, is it? No, I know. And it's like my... I've got a dildo that's like angled in two different directions. So it looks like a bone, right? Because it's like I didn't... I didn't want something less obviously giant penis. Like it just really intimidated me. So I need something like more calm. Um, but it does mean that it doesn't fit in anywhere. Because yeah. it's like two different... It's like it's not straight. I can just slide into a drawer. It's like, oh, I have to angle it somewhere and keep it out of the way well things like strap-ons as well are really bulky they don't yeah. they don't fold away anywhere and bondage gear is always clinky and noisy to get in and out of anything so it's discretion isn't really inbuilt into sex toys is it i think it might be something that needs looking at mm. i think or better places to hide them yeah i think that's probably something that's possibly missing I think we probably would have more if it was easier. I mean, we've only got so much that will fit in our basket before we need a new basket. And <laughs> need a bigger basket. There are, yeah, but there are only so many places you can put it when you've got kids. Yeah, You can't put them in places where they're going to go pulling it out and go... Maybe you need to thin out your basket. Because this is the thing. Is like you, you end up collecting sex toys because you you buy your first ones. And like you've still got the ones that you probably bought when you were 18. Mm. And I don't know, maybe you've got great memories and you can't bear to get rid of them, but you've, you'll you never go back and use those first ones because you've obviously got something you've bigger got and better ones. now. Yeah. I was bought a sex toy when I was 16, 17, uh, quite young anyway. I was this enormous uh, dildo, which uh, now doesn't look intimidating at all. After two children, somehow, you know, life doesn't... <laughs> you're looking at it and it's perfectly normal size. But back then when you're... New to that sort of thing, I took it out of the packet and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is this? You know, what is he trying to say with this?" Um, and it intimidated the hell out of me. But yeah, your tastes do change, don't they? Because now I'm like, "Well, that's just a perfectly average, normal size." But yeah, when you're first trying stuff, you definitely want to go smaller, don't you? Mm. And I think there was definitely a miscommunication there. And for me, um, it really damaged our relationship because getting it wrong is quite damaging and i think if we if we'd been able to talk about something like this beforehand and i think it does have to be a buy it together thing rather than buy it as a surprise and expect it to be received well oh look here's this massive thing 
like didn't really go down all that well with me. Equally, I was feeling like that was all our relationship was going to be at the at the time, and it didn't. Yeah, so I think surprising your partner with with something like that isn't really a great experience a lot of the time. I don't think it goes down the, w- the way you expect it to. Do you only know together it's thing. I'm a Christmas shopping. <laughs> no, it's not the same though, is it? Because we've we've yeah. been together so long. But I think if you're if you're shopping, I think shopping together and and stuff that we can enjoy. Yeah, I think you, that gets out of that. Oh, I don't want him to think that I'm replacing you. Well, well, how about what do you think? I think that's a really enjoy together because I think a lot of couples as well that maybe <laughs> if they don't, if they're not like really in tune with sex toys and, and don't use them all that much now, but like the idea of it is, I would definitely say look at things together, read through the reviews together, and yeah. Buy them together and decide. Think about how you're going to use them together and individually as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot. Um, also, just sort of priming, priming the ground. I think I find when we look at te- sex toys together that it gives us ideas, and it, it also sort of it's quite sexy in itself, isn't it? Mm. Like, oh, it's exciting that we it's fun this. shopping. It's not food shopping. It's fun shopping. Mm. Yeah, even if you're not necessarily even buying them, just the ideas of. Yeah, we could try that. But also, like I said, if you've got the ideas from shopping, what sort of sensations we could try? Like, we've got some chains in the garage, let's try that, see if we like the feel. You know, there's a lot of new sensations that you can pick up just from thinking outside the box, but being pointed at it from sex toys as well. Mm. I think we've done a lot of that. I think, and that's probably why we don't own that many toys. But also, I just, I don't really, I've never really thought about, I think this is probably something, it's probably a bad thing, is that I've never really thought about the investment side of it. Like thinking of your pleasure as an investment. Yeah. I always think, oh, that's really expensive. I don't want to spend that money. Rather than, well, actually, you'd spend that kind of money on a spa day or something like that for you. Well, this is just as, just as important. Yeah, for your. I think yeah, I think that's something we've grown into as well, isn't it? Is not just in sex toys, but in generally investing in ourselves and feeling good and enjoying ourselves. We've done that much more over the last few years, where we've realised that it's important to do that when you can. Mm. Putting your pleasure first, actually, I think is a learned thing, and that's maybe that's why you're saying um, that fourteen, fifty-year-olds have more sex toys Mm. because maybe they've a income-wise probably a little bit more affordable. But also be that you come to that experience later in life and think, actually, I do want to look after myself now, especially as things start heading south. I, think, I do want to look after myself a bit better. And that sort of expands into your sex life. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Well, I think it's been a really useful conversation about sex toys. Thank you, everybody, for your stories and telling the world about your sex toy use. <laughs> it's great. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Please feel free to give us a review or a like on any of our social media or our website, www.cobble.com. And we hope to see you again soon for the next episode of Sex, It's Not That Deep. Sex, Sex. It's Not Not That that deep. Deep.